0: Welcome to Listening Space. Join Cornelia and her guests and learn how to improve your life and relationships. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Listening Space podcast. I am Cornelia and your host, and I'm here to help with life and mindset hacks to help you live and love your life to the fullest. If you're new here, I talk about mental health, emotional health and also spiritual well-being on this podcast and I mainly really love sharing practical tips and mindset hacks and I also love to provide you with some food for thought and sometimes some special guests join me. Not today though. The episode is gonna be a game changer for many, (laughs) it changed a lot for me and my relationships in life and I'm excited to tell you more about the five love languages today. If you haven't heard of the five love languages yet and liked the previous episodes on this podcast then you will love this one. (laughs) Excuse the pun. If you already know all about the five love languages, feel free to still hang around and remind yourself why this knowledge is so good for all of your relationships in your life. Um, I'm also including real life examples, as always. So as the name suggests, it is about five different ways of how you and other people communicate, and express, but also receive love and appreciation, right? You and I and many others have their preference of expressing and receiving love or appreciation for someone or if you really like someone. If you haven't heard of this yet, let me raise awareness here because this is another amazing life hack that can change your relationships in life for the better. Like, seriously, it is an important one. I don't know why this isn't being talked in school, to be honest. It genuinely should be. Knowing one another's love language is amazing and can enrich your relationship so much. And not just your romantic relationship, but also the relationship between you and your friends, family members and children. If you hear of this for the first time, let me just real quick explain to you who actually discovered or wrote about that. So Dr. Gary Chapman wrote about this concept to show how people express and receive love through these five particular love languages. He says that although we might enjoy all five of them overall, we all have a primary love language in which we express and receive love the best. He bases his concept on his experience of working with couples for decades and he also wrote a lot of other books about it. So the same concept also applies for example. Or he has a book where he writes about you know, how parents can apply it when it comes to their children or there's a specific book for teenagers or single adults, and there's also one for men specifically. I read the book called The Five Love Languages The Secret to Love That Lasts. My friends introduced me to it about nine years ago. Nine years, time is flying. By the way, Although the book suggests talking about a secret to love that lasts, (laughs) the five love languages are not enough in themselves, I think, to make a relationship last, right? So don't be fooled by that title. But there is a good point to that title, right? It creates a solid foundation and has a major positive impact on relationships when you become aware of those five love languages. But I just wanted to mention that at the same time because it's a, big, it's a strong title, The Secret to Love That Lasts. It's a very strong title. So about nine years ago, my friend told me that she and her husband read this book once a year together to remind themselves of each other's love language since they are using different love languages. This helps them a lot and they are actually still together, so yay for them. <laughs> there is a reason for why this is important and important to them at the time or even still now, I assume. We grow up developing a primary love language or maybe sometimes two primary love languages, right? So it's almost like a personality trait or like being an introvert or extrovert. So that's what you can kind of, you can, can compare it with. So my friends have different love languages so she explained to me that it often feels like her husband actually doesn't love and appreciate her when in fact he does express it and he does but just in his own way and in his own love language. If I remember correctly my friend's love language is physical touch and his love language, her husband's, is called words of affirmation. So what does that even mean right? As the name suggests my friend's love language means she feels loved and expresses love through physical touch. That doesn't mean just being intimate It means it can be a hand on the shoulder, holding hands, just kissing a lot of hugs or sitting side by side with skin contact or simply touching each other in some way. So she feels the most appreciated and loved when she receives a lot of physical touch and also expresses it the same way. My friend is one of the best huggers I know and now it actually makes a lot of sense why. So because she expresses her love for you through touch, she just likes to be touchy, I suppose. And her husband does not. But what happens when you have a partner who doesn't like it or can't appreciate the touch? I mean, we all probably know someone who hates hugs, right? (laughs) There's always someone who doesn't like to be touched. So that might be an issue within a relationship when two people have two different primary love languages so my friend's husband's primary love language is words of affirmation so he expresses and receives it the best through words but not so much through the physical touch people whose love language is the words of affirmation enjoy when they're being told verbally how awesome they are how loved they are, and so on. They receive and express the love by telling others or being told. So when my friend's husband only tells her how awesome she is and how much she loves her and appreciates her, she understands it, of course, because, you know, he tells her, but it only feels good for her when she also receives a touch with it, if that makes sense, or maybe touches in between you could visualize it as a love tank within you. So imagine that you have a tank within you, right? Just like a car has a petrol or diesel tank. So the car runs really well if there is gas in the tank, right? (laughs) Same goes for the relationship. You will feel the most appreciated and loved when your tank is full, which means you're receiving the love in your primary love language. So it's like a love tank within you. And when you receive your love language as in your primary love language, just as much as you express it, your tank fills up, right? It is a matter of awareness and practice. So much so that it will eventually become very natural to you the more you practice it and become aware of that. It is very easy to learn and practice different love languages and it is so good to be aware of it since it can be used for any relationship not just your romantic relationship you can use it with everybody your partner your child your parents family members friends or even your peers i sometimes think that even my dogs have their own love languages but That's for another time, right? So here's my personal theory that pets have their, or animals have their love language too, but not for now. (laughs) So what happens when someone close to you does not express their love and appreciation for you in your primary love language, right? So remember, the tank gets empty. So you might know they still love you, but it just won't feel like it, right? So you start to feel unloved. And it maybe sounds even stupid now just talking about it or listening to that. But that's how we feel and perceive it. Eventually, your tank becomes emptier until you start to actually believe that they don't really care about you and simply don't love or appreciate you anymore. Our mind can be funny, especially when we spiral. We make up stories in our minds very easily especially when it comes to negative thinking so but sometimes you know it might be just the fact that we haven't communicated in our primary love language or received love in our primary love language and the other person in fact still loves or appreciates you right so that's the whole point so it might feel like you're not being loved or you don't receive the appreciation but actually it is being expressed to you. It just doesn't really arrive into your tank, right? This is a tricky one when you're not aware of this and have a romantic partner who speaks a different love language, just like with my friends, where they both have a different primary love language. So awareness is the key here. And that's why I think this is so good to know and so important to know and should be definitely talked in school. So let me now describe to you the five main categories or five love languages so it will make even more sense. You can also do a free test on the official homepage which is called fivelovelanguages.com I will also link it down below in the episode description and you can find out your primary love language through that test. I really recommend it, it's fun. The five love languages are called Acts of Service, Receiving Gifts, Quality Time, Words of Affirmation and Physical Touch. I'm going to explain them in my own words combined with some of my experiences over the last nine years, but make sure to also check out the homepage to learn more about it, if you want, and maybe have a look on YouTube to see if it makes more sense to you or if you just want to know more about this. It's really, there's really a lot of cool, helpful content and stuff out there. Although we all tend to have one primary love language, you may recognize yourself in a few of the following five, if not in all of the five love languages i personally used to have one main one i unlocked the second main one over the last two years and the rest i can you know tolerate appreciate but it, they wouldn't be my my ways of expressing my you know love and appreciation for someone i'm curious to know what yours is so let's get into it and see which one resonates the most with you number one Acts of service. As the name suggests, actions speak louder than words in this love language. When you receive acts of services, such as your partner washes your car for you, or fixes something for you, or does something for you, and it makes you feel all warm, and fuzzy, then this might be your primary love language. Any acts of services, right? Do you like when... They tidy for you. So if your partner tidies the place for you, let's say, or the other way around, you like to do it for them. Or something similar, something thoughtful that they might do or you like doing for them. Or maybe it's like something small and simple, like they have your coffee ready in the morning, every morning, right? So they always, you know, bring you your coffee to maybe even to bed or They might grab coffee for you on the way home, something like that, right? So that would be considered an act of service. Acts of services means expressing and receiving love through actions, pretty much. The next one is number two, receiving gifts. The name gives it away again. Giving or receiving gifts is something you would enjoy a lot. It brings you happiness when you receive a gift and you also love giving gifts to others. It's not necessarily about the actual gift, right? Not about the materialistic things behind it. You just feel super loved and appreciated when you receive a gift or you get to give one. Maybe you enjoy getting things for others and go shopping together and pay for others So you enjoy giving gifts in that way. Or maybe you just love to invite people out and pay for their expenses. So that's a form of gift giving too. So you are basically gifting in whatever shape or form and you love doing it for others. And at the same time, you also appreciate it a lot when someone gifts you back. The size and the cost of the gift doesn't really matter here, right? So it's not about the actual gift in itself, but you do tend to be thoughtful about it. And when you think about a gift for your loved ones or your loved one, your partner, your child, whatever, you give it some thought. You want to make it a meaningful gift. So that's important to you. And you also really appreciate when someone does the same for you and gives you something thoughtful and meaningful. For example, you might really love it when your partner brings you flowers home or maybe it's a random card or something else he or she gifts you, right? A small token of appreciation, basically. It doesn't have to be on anniversaries only as well. If you find yourself being generous towards others and loving to give gifts, this might be your love language then. Number three is quality time. So quality time as a love language means spending time together. The important thing about spending time together is the quality behind it, hence being called quality time. You know when there's two people in a room right, for example one cooks and another one is watching tv or does something completely different, that's not spending quality time together. Having conversations, active listening and spending your attention and time towards each other, that is spending quality time together. It's like time nearly doesn't exist when you're together. You love to be in the moment when with the person and you just enjoy being very present with the person you are with. That is quality time. You simply really enjoy the quality, of time spent together (laughs) time is precious to you most likely especially when you spend it with a person or your person and you feel and receive love the same way so when you know they take some time out of their day and they take time out of their lives even to you know come and see you or spend time with you and they're really looking forward to that then this is your clue that quality time is a big one for you. If separated by a physical distance, quality time can be also achieved over a phone conversation and sometimes even through texting when there is a steady flow and a back and forth of communication going on. But once again, it's about the quality of those conversations, right? So there's no point on being on the phone for hours when both are distracted or doing something else in the meantime. It's more about the quality of the time that is being spent with the person. Number four is words of affirmation. So if you remember my friend's husband, words of affirmation would mean to him that he receives love by words. If he's being told by his wife how great he is, what qualities she loves about him and so on, then this will make him feel really loved and appreciated. The same goes the way of expressing it. He or any person whose primary love language is word of affirmation enjoys expressing verbally how they feel about you, giving compliments and so on. It doesn't mean that you necessarily love talking very much, if that's your love language, right? Um, it's more about the words that are being said and how it feels then right so it's almost like quality time it's the quality of words that you express and receive I have a good example here as well one of my friends love language is words of affirmation and my primary love language is a different one and in fact words of affirmations were really challenging for me at the time So I would be thinking about how I feel about her as a friend and how much I appreciate her and love her as a friend. So I have all those thoughts and I'm very aware of that. (laughs) But I would actually never tell her verbally, right? So instead I expressed it in my own love language. So I thought that is perfectly fine, right? And she's the same. One day we were actually talking about the love languages and that's when she told me that The words of affirmation, in fact, were her love language and she knew mine was different. So she always made an effort to express her appreciation for our friendship in my love language already. So I felt good about our friendship. And that's why I never realized that she didn't feel the same way because I never verbally expressed it to her because the words of affirmation, that's her thing, right? I thought we shared the same primary love language, right? So I just missed the fact that words of affirmation were hers. So I had to learn that. And that was such a good learning experience. Big aha moment for me. And that was only within a friendship, right? So imagine the same scenario in a couple. So this is why love languages are so powerful sometimes open and honest conversations are great here and can transform any relationship to the better. Okay, but let's go to number five now. Physical touch. The last of the five love languages is called physical touch. Receiving and expressing your love and appreciation is done by touching the other person, right? So this doesn't mean in a purely sexual or intimate sort of way. It means occasionally touching someone's hand or arm while it's talking, giving them a pet <laughs> or maybe you love to give them a hug or receive hugs, maybe you also really love cuddles and just that sort of warmth and, you know, cuddling others or feeling someone's skin right on your skin and just the warmth of the body of someone else, like when you sit beside each other, for example, maybe you just want to touch the other person and you know, that kind of way. So physical touch in any shape or form, really. And that would be called the physical touch as a primary love language. If the touch, the physical touch is important to you and helps fill your tank. A lot of us suffered over the last two years, actually, because we were deprived of physical touch for (laughs) pandemic sort of reasons. And besides, the physical touch being important in social interactions anyway this has been or could have been extra challenging for you if you know the physical touch is your primary love language so nowadays if you don't get to have physical touch or contact in your life at the moment or you can't touch someone <laughs> I know it sounds kind of creepy so you don't get to touch someone <laughs> but I mean if you don't get the chance to express your love and appreciation towards a friend or partner or whatever in a physical sort of way, and you also don't receive it, then there is alternatives. For example, you might want to look into getting a professional massage, right? Or something similar, which can help to fill up your tank in the meantime. It can also help to give yourself a massage, like a foot massage, for example, depending on your situation and how, you know, empty your tank is and pets and petting them is also a very good alternative and once again that's not just for romantic relationships that applies also to friendships. Have you now recognized yourself in any of the love languages or maybe it is a good mixture of one or two or maybe more? Which one do you like the most or do you think is like yours and which one do you think is the least one of yours? Like which one would you find challenging to to use or to express yourself in? Think about it. When you become aware and start noticing which one is yours, you will be able to tell in time which love language other people around you prefer as well. So it really helps with any relationship if you think about it. And if you're not sure about your partner's love language or the one of your friends or family or child or so on, just ask them. Bring this topic up, mention the five love languages to them and maybe even do a test together. It's a good bonding experience. The book itself mentions some really good examples of how couples sometimes struggle with issues, so I highly recommend the book too. For example, the wife in the book, in the example, always makes sure to have dinner ready. She makes sure the house is tidy and neat and prepares everything for husband, for when he comes home, so everything is set in order and he pretty much just needs to come home and relax. She loves to care for him and the house. Can you already tell what her love language might be? So now her husband, on the other hand, would tell her how grateful he is and he appreciates it and thanks her but happily sits down, has his food, (laughs) falls asleep maybe and that's it. He actually thinks it's all a bit too much and he doesn't need her to do all of it. All he wants to do is to spend time with her instead and enjoy some quality time together. So with time, the wife starts to think, hey, I seem to be the only one doing things around the house and I always fix his dinner. But what about me? Who looks after me? I don't think he appreciates me where the husband thinks the exact same and wonders why she never sits down with him, never takes time for conversation, but instead runs around the house doing stuff. He thinks she avoids him and doesn't want to spend time with him and therefore not love him anymore, like he feels ignored. Can you see now why the love languages and the awareness of them is so important? The wife expresses her love only in her primary love language, which is acts of service and would also receive it the same way. For the husband, it is the quality time. So unless she spends time with him, he doesn't feel the love expressed. So being aware of your primary love language and the love language of your partner can go a long way, especially when it's not the same one. Don't get me wrong, a good, healthy and successful relationship, whatever that means to you, is not just all about the love languages, right? It takes more than that, but they create a really solid foundation and base of communication and understanding. And when you and your partner happen to share the same primary love language, well, that's just a beautiful experience, to be honest. Speaking for myself and my experience with it over the years, I found it definitely made a big difference in my life to be aware of the love languages. First of all, it was really good to recognize my own primary love language and just know myself better. It explained and confirmed a lot and it simply helped me to understand myself better. And this also helped me then to make more conscious choices about what will work for me or what won't. And it also helped me to be more attentive towards others in general. You can apply the love languages to every single person in life with its own wants and in moderation, of course, but it really makes a difference. And how awesome would it be if we all spend a bit more thought towards each other and trying to make the other feel a bit better by simply honoring their love language. With some awareness and consideration for each other, many relationships can change to the better straight away. I hope this was useful and I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will leave you now to explore your own love language, unless you know it already. And if you like this episode or think your partner or someone else in your life could learn a thing or two, send them the episode (laughs) or just bring up that topic and have a conversation around the five love languages. If you feel super generous with your time today, leave an honest review on the Apple podcast. Yeah, it would help a lot. so thank you very much for listening and yeah take care until the next time my friends talk to you then bye thank you for listening today make sure to check out listeningspaceonline.com and our social media to find more information about cornelia and her guests don't forget to rate and share this podcast if you enjoyed it until next time